Welcome back, everybody. After our, our brief hiatus, this is uh, We Miss Sports for those of you who might be new. The constantly outdated name of our podcast. Right, but um, yeah, we're so open to name suggestions, by the way, yeah, if anyone has them. If anybody has any good ones. Or Ethan, if you have any name suggestions, Ethan, we'll take them. Shout out to you. You, you kind of got a nice two week vacation, <laughs> more, more or less. But um, yeah, so on the bright side, lots of stuff has happened. Uh, so, no, what do we have on the agenda today? You know, we're, we're pretty all over the place, but obviously we'll talk about the NBA playoffs. Second round is about to get underway. The NFL draft was last night. Um, some funny news about J.R. Smith. The Oakland A's have a cat infestation. Some NFL trades are going on. Steph Curry's doing some stuff. We might have an MLB team in Nashville. Um, and then we have a, uh, another crazy gambling story. Um, one of our fans messaged in. He wanted us to to give our give the lowdown. Um, but where do we where do you want to start, man? Should we start with the NBA? I feel like that makes the most logical sense, yeah, why, right? Why don't we start with that? So um, part of the reason we were on this hiatus was because we were just so uh, wrapped up in the C's success. So for those of you who don't know, we brought out the broomsticks. Um, a lot of people doubted us, but I do want to say we probably called it first here. Um, or at least we, we, as homers, we implied it. Well, uh, well there was a point mid-season you were talking about uh, a curse. You, you thought that it was the, the curse of, of the point guards, Kyrie and uh, yeah. IT. Well, you know what I'll say is IT was signed by the Hornets this season. He was on an NBA team. They gave him his chance. And I'm not going to say it lifted the curse, but it, it sure probably played a part. I mean, jokes aside... The team really, really put it together. Like, they're unbelievable. They turned it around. They turned it around. Um, and so I guess just a, a quick recap to talk about what the league looks like as a whole. So the Heat beat the Hawks. Uh, Trey Young did not have a great performance, essentially, that whole series. They locked him up. Yeah, no, he, he, play, he had more turnovers than made field goals. That's embarrassing. Yeah. That's hard to do. Tough to do, actually, yeah. Um, Boston obviously beat the Nets in four. Um you want to talk about that series at all? I mean, just we'll loop back. Yeah, we'll, we'll loop we'll back. Okay. Um, Milwaukee beat the Bulls, um, and then Toronto lost to Philly. So that sets it up. So now I believe um, Miami is going to be playing Philly. Yep. We are going to be playing Milwaukee, and then wait. That's it. Oh, right. that's okay. it in the East. Right. That's in the East, and then out west, uh, Phoenix beat the Pelicans. Although the Pelicans. Gave a valiant effort, uh, and apparently Zion says if there's a contract that's handed to him, he will sign it. So he's coming back to the Pels. Um, it's so weird that whole thing. He's yeah. out here. I mean, he posted. It was funny because during their playoff run, he was posting videos of him dunking. Right. I mean, he just he didn't want people to think he was just sitting on his ass. Is what. It was. Right. Yeah. Um, Despite the shape of his body, the the Grizzlies beat the Timberwolves. Um, honestly, the Timberwolves lost that series. If you ask me. Um, they should have won. I don't think that series is done yet, dude. I'm pretty sure it's 3-2 now. Oh, you're right. You're right. Oh, I'm over here thinking all these The Timberwolves are done. choked. The right. Timberwolves should... They could have easily have won that series. Oh, that right actually now. might be the only series that's still ongoing. I think it is, yeah. because yeah. the Warriors beat the Nuggets and the uh, Mavericks beat the Jazz. Yeah. Well... Excuse me. So, I guess Timberwolves, uh, Grizzlies... Yeah, so it's Memphis is up 3-2. But like you said, Minnesota has choked it away. I was actually rooting for Minnesota the whole way. I mean, Ant-Man... Cat, D'Lo, Beverly, Bev, but the way they've been playing the past few games, they don't deserve. They don't deserve it, to be honest, because they're gonna get mollywopped in the next round. Well, you know who? 
uh, I was saying this during the season that I that I could see the Grizzlies going out in the first round. But and realistically, they should have. You know, they they really should. They haven't been playing great. Um, but yeah, so you know, NBA playoffs have been fun. Um, I think you would. I think you said off camera that the Celtics Nets series was the most watched first round series in a long time. Yeah. So Celtics Nets was the most watched uh, first round playoff series of all time, averaging 4.8 million viewers. 4.8 million people who saw the sweep. Um, yeah. But no, I'm I'm enjoying the playoffs. You know, I watch a healthy amount of the games. It's been a good playoffs. Yeah, I mean the games have more or less been close, except last night the Sixers killed. Them I mean, I'm personally, I typically uh, don't really pay much attention to the first round. Mm-hmm. I think this year's been a bit of an outlier. Yeah, I mean, it's looking like all the. I mean, there's there hasn't been any upsets, you know, as far as I know, unless the Timberwolves pull this off. The but but some some good physical, exciting basketball. Right, and and a lot of um, you know, playoffs is really where legacies are kind of built. And I think there's a lot of players who are kind of putting their name out on the map. Um, some great performances, kind of all around. Um, namely, you know, Anthony Edwards has been playing really well, and also kind of playing not so well. Um, well, he's only his, what, his second year in the league now? Yeah, yeah. Actually, unfortunately, um, Middleton's out for the Bucks. you know. Uh, Fortunate for us. Yeah, yeah. I think it'll be easier for the Celtics. Definitely, uh, you know, unfortunate. I don't actually even know what his injury is. It's a um, MCL sprain. MCL sprain. Two to four weeks, and now they're saying he'll likely miss the whole Celtics series. Yeah, so that's tough. I mean, he's a Celtics killer, so, you know, thank H- God. Him and Goran Dragic. Right, right. But we got both of them up out of here. So... Um, I guess now that we're going into the second round, before we, we move on, um, predictions? Huh. Um, you know, I actually think the Sixers will beat the Heat. I think, I think, I think they'll beat the Heat. Mm-hmm. I feel good about that. Celtics, Celtics, Sixers. I think Doc's on a mission. Yep. Doc's, he, you know, he's so been, he got he's, heated. Dude, he's other? been pretty aggressive in the media. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, media always gives him a, a bad end of the stick. Yeah, right? I mean, I mean, you know, he partially deserves it. Some yeah. of those teams, yeah, yeah. Uh, really choked it away. Right. But I'm going Sixers, even though I kind of want the Heat to win. But I also don't want the Celtics to play the Heat. I'd rather Celtics play the Sixers right. all day. I just, I have nightmares thinking of Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, yeah, and Jimmy, Jimmy. Um, and then I'm going. I think Celtics in five, uh, without Middleton. And then on the other side, what is it, Suns? So the Suns are going to play Dallas, I believe. And then um, Golden State is going to play to be determined. And then that's it. I think Golden State's going to wipe the floor with presumptively Memphis. Yeah. And then Phoenix will beat Dallas. But I could see Luka Magic. Because you, know well, you, s- you know who else has been playing w- well for the Mavericks is Jalen Brunson. Yeah, he's going off. Yeah. He dropped 40 right. in one yeah, game while Luka was out. Yeah, because Luka's been out. So, I mean, Luka finally got a taste of what it's like well, to you, win a series. You so. saw CP3 last night. Uh, didn't miss. Didn't miss. 14 for 14. I love that guy. Me too. I really want to see him win it. He's but, great, man. You know, it's... It's tough, especially when the C's are looking this good. Well, Harden finally showed up last night, too. 15 assists. Still not very... Uh, I'm bearish on the guy. Personally. You know, uh, somebody... Kendrick Perkins today called uh, Joel Embiid the most skilled player in the NBA. You buy that? So he's up there. I mean, seven feet tall, shooting fadeaway. When he hit, when he hit that uh, game-winning three, that was cold. I mean, plus like his footwork, his paint poise. I think he definitely has an argument for most skilled. I mean, obviously, there's some great names up there. At least in just in the big man category of Jokic. Did they come out with an MVP yet? Not no, yet, right? No. Yeah. They, I think every other award though. I think it'll probably be Embiid. 
Yeah, they make it seem like the playoffs don't matter. I think they do vote before the playoffs. They so get it in before, yeah. yeah. But I think it'll probably be because now all the analysts are very open about who they voted for. Uh, it's like, oh, I voted for this guy. Uh, da, 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 da. Have they talked about their MVP votes? <sighs> I mean, the ones I've heard have all a lot of them have voted for Embiid. Yeah. No, no Jokic repeats. No, I don't know. I feel like the league's really souring from giving people stuff back to back. I feel like there's so much parity and so many good players that. Like, you really, really have to go off to get it twice. Didn't uh, well, West, Westbrook average a triple-double back-to-back years and did not win two straight MVPs? Yeah, but, you know, his teams weren't that great. This goes back into the age-old discussion of what does MVP really mean. Yeah, which yeah. we can, well, we, won't, we won't go that, down yeah. that rabbit hole. Um, but what, what are your predictions, man, really quick? No, I, I agree with you, um, honestly. There's, there's nothing I, I disagree with there. Celtics in five, hopefully, hopefully four. Dude, I just have, not to interrupt you, but I have big beef with... Uh, and I was telling you this before, like how people are talking about um, that Celtics Nets series, and now how they're talking about the Celtics Bucks series. Oh, like before they were oh, and now they're making it seem well, like we didn't do anything. Well, dude, it's like everyone, like you'd be hard pressed to find a news outlet that wasn't like NBC Boston that is talking about how well the Celtics played. It's all just about how bad KD played, how right. bad Kyrie played, right. how bad a coach Steve Nash is. Which, keep in mind, Nash. Coached well, I think people, um, it's hard for the lay- a layman to see kind of the adjustments that are made. And, I, and not to make myself seem like some basketball savant, but it's clear. You know, well, you're a former coach. Well, yeah, so I, I keep an eye for these things. But, like, he puts Kevin Durant in different spots. There's different spacing around him. So he definitely tried different things. And to your point, that's less about Nash. That's more of a testament to Ime and the Celtics just being a very good team. Like that's it. Yeah, like they played him well. They adjusted well. They rotated. Like why, why? Why do we have to talk about Kyrie fasting and KD just looking off? Like he's KD. He doesn't look off for four straight games. Right. Right. He looked uh, off uh, for a reason. Like people are talking about is uh, is KD falling off? Like no, I think he's he's still Kevin Durant. And like either way, our our best two guys made shots at the end of games, and their guys didn't. Right. Nobody's talking about and, that. You know, at the end, of the, I think uh, obviously we're homers in many ways but this was a very close series it was actually the third fewest margin of victory I saw that. for a sweep ever because we only won by like four points on average so it's not like it was a shoe in you know the nets like stayed in the game they were at many times i, I mean i thought they would win i mean you could you could say there you could say it could have gone two two yeah like and they could be still be playing today yeah yeah but yeah. they're not <laughs> <laughs> Um, but then, but then the same narrative kind of applies to the Bucks. It's like, oh, if we beat the Bucks, it's going to be Chris because Chris Middleton was out, right? Right. And it's like excuse, all that excuse. stuff. I mean, the Celtics always play the Bucks well, in my opinion. You know, they they play Giannis well. Horford's back. Well, actually, I heard something today that um, we hold Giannis. We held Giannis this year to twenty five, ten and five, which is still great, yeah. but well below his his averages. I'll so, take it. I'll yeah. take it. I mean, the the game plan is going to be make the rest of those guys beat you. I mean, what are we going to have? What Grayson Allen's going to cover Tatum? Like and I mean Drew Holiday's a good defender, but he's he'll, he'll probably be on Jalen. Giannis isn't going to guard a wing. And, and people are forgetting the rise of Marcus Smart. It's, it Dude. sounds silly to say, but Smart. I mean, he's averaging he's scoring fifteen. He's when scoring he's 18, when he's, he's making threes, 20. he's a top fifteen player in the league. Okay, that was aggressive. Top twenty. When he's making threes, y- you know what? I'm not going to agree with you, but I'm not going to disagree with you because shouldn't the Depoy be a top twenty player in the league? Just, would, you, would you call Rudy Gobert a top twenty player in the league? No, I would not. But honestly, he probably is. Because I think, it, not to go down the rabbit hole, but it, it, there's there's more to, to just putting up stats, you know? 
the intangibles. It's about the intangibles, <laughs> but um, no, probably at least in terms of value. I mean, the Jazz, uh, they're gonna probably break it up, though. I think. You think so? Sooner rather than later. I mean, they don't. Uh, yeah, they're not going anywhere. Yeah, they're not. Uh, that's like the fourth straight year they tried that. Yeah, yeah. never better than the second round. Nope. Um, but anyways, speaking of basketball, before you segue, I'm sure maybe we have the same segue. Uh, J.R. Smith. Let's let's give him a, a golf clap and a loud uh, standing ovation. Student of the year. Yep, yep. Uh, right? Four point athlete of the year. Four point um, For anybody who's curious, that means he had all A's in what, like eight classes. That's I mean, not he's easy a full time student. He's yep. getting that. He's getting that degree. Yep. So shout out to him. I mean, I think a lot of people. I mean, everybody. I, I didn't see many negative comments. I think it's like a good for you. But he's he's really he's doing the thing. You know. Well, I brought this up the other day. You think he's you think he's mingling with the team? You think he's going out with the with the squad after a big win? Maybe in safe environments, like maybe a local bar. He doesn't want to get, you know, tangled into anything no, mischievous. No, no, you don't want to be anywhere where there's underage drinking or right. anything like that. And obviously, now we sound old saying stuff like that, but it's I true. I mean, you know, not to sound like a, this kind of guy, but the North Carolina A&T golf team, are they really getting up to no good? You know, <laughs> it's, it's probably played a played a part in him choosing to go there. He wanted no shenanigans. Right. He yeah. wanted he wanted straight arrows. Yeah. So um no in, in short I don't think he's he's getting jiggy but I'm sure he's having a time dude. I mean he's retired. He has a hell of a career. He's getting to play golf. You know, I'm sure he's enjoying his He's studies. not paying for school. Right. Not right? Paying, yeah. I mean, so, <laughs> so I think, you know, I th- I'm sure he's enjoying his time with or without uh, Rangers. Dude, just imagine if, like, I mean, he's taking real class. Right. I don't know what his, I don't know what he's majoring in. But I assume, like, business, yeah. probably. Um, like, imagine, like, you, this guy just, like, shows up to one of your classes. And, like, he's your classmate for an entire semester. It's like you're taking a test next to him. It's like, JR, what are you, what are you taking next semester, man? You want to take <laughs> another class together? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, man. Um, but... Where next? Where to next? Let's go, since we're still talking um, basketball a little bit, let's talk about Steph Curry's new, he's launching a new golf league, oddly enough. I saw that, isn't it? It's more of a tour, right? Oh, I guess you can call it a league. It's, it's a, a league, league slash a tour, yeah. tour, yeah. yeah. And it, but it's, it's meant to be, rec- like, it's not like a one-time thing. Yeah, it's, it's, like, like, a a, it's like a traveling thing. circuit. Oh, but it's new. It's like a, uh, it will be happening again. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah oh, like okay, every yeah, year, yeah, sponsored yeah. by cool. Under Armour. Cool, cool. I, I saw it. What I didn't understand about it was it said, what, top 40 or something like that? I don't know how many people it's taking, but is it pros? Like I think it's amateurs. Oh, okay. And if I understand correctly, to be an amateur in golf means you obviously don't take money, but you also aren't even like an instructor, right? So it's always like a weird line because one of the biggest things in, in golf is mm-hmm. like the um, amateur championship every year. Because yeah. if you win it, then you get an automatic bid. To like all four majors. Oh shit! Um, like Tiger Woods won the amateur like two. He's like the only person to ever win it two straight times. Like back like, back in the day. Yeah, like oh. in the '90s. Um, so and typically, if you win that, that's like a very big signal that you're going to be really good at golf. Right. Um, because amateur means someone who's just like isn't a registered PGA Tour player. And and sh- I mean, I'm imagining it works similarly to the NCAA. You, I mean how the NCAA used to be. So you're just not receiving money. You're not doing this for money. You're just, it's like us playing golf. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really That's know. pretty cool though. But, but so, well, I think his whole mission is, you know, this underdog story of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. Right? He's a, well, Curry's a big golf guy himself. Right. Right. He, but, uh, but I mean, you know, from Davidson to who he is today and all that stuff. Yeah. Is, is that all you had on the league? I, I should have. I should have done more. No, it's fine. I mean, it, you know, it's tough when you don't have. This is why we got to start recording um, 
at a table with our laptops. Right, right. You look at any good podcast, they got their laptops you up, know, so they always have the info ready. I feel like we could get a foldable and put it, like, right there. Or even... Or the other little, Yeah, there is, yeah. there's other locations, yeah. but maybe we'll get a studio yeah. one day. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, you know what we could do is start using the, the club. We don't use that for anything else. No, yeah, just yeah. reserve a room, yeah. record it. That's not a bad idea. Um, so basically, um, there was a bet where someone put down five cents to win. So it would, uh, the bet was five cents to win over eighteen thousand dollars. So it was ninety plus ninety four thousand. Yes. So it was Giannis first bucket, and then he predicted the exact score of the Bucks Bulls game. Tough to do. Very tough to do. Plus 94000 I mean, think of how easy it could have been for somebody to, like, make one more free throw or, like, miss another free throw. For, yeah. Or just like, miss a shot. Miss yeah. one more shot. Yeah. So tough or to do Or for Giannis, general. not even to – and he, he had the ball. Like, dude, it's one thing to make a – just a bet for the, um, to, to, for the exact score, but then he just had to throw in the – The first <laughs> The score. first basket. That's kind of an exhilarating bet to take, though, first score. Yeah, I mean, I be a lot. that's actually a quite popular bet. Yeah. But basically, this guy reached out to us. He was like, because this bet was like pretty widely uh, shown on like different social medias. And he reached out to us. He was like, look, guys. He needs, he, he, actually, before you even tell a story, it, I'm just proud that he wanted us to be the ones to share the story. He, he knows the kind of content we make. Yeah, so. Shout out Nico. I yeah. think that's his name, yeah. right? Yep. Um, so shout out Nico. He reached out to us and he was like, look, guys, I'm the one who made this bet everybody's talking about. Um, would you, I kind of want to do an interview interview with you guys. Will, will you, oh, so we're, will we're you just, talk about it? So we're just teeing this up, and he's going to come on and talk about it. Well, ideally, but he, he gave us his whole story right. over, over Instagram. Yeah, so why don't we share the story? So is this, you want me to just read it? Yeah, I mean, right. just, or maybe, yeah, just read yeah, it. Yeah, so I'll read it. So um, Nico said, so the morning of the 27th, I had like a couple bucks in my account, and I just randomly decided to make some crazy bet as seen in the bet slip. So like uh, we said, it was first basket Giannis, and then the exact score, uh, which was 116 bucks and 100 for the Bulls. Uh, like I said, plus 94,000. He put in five cents. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. It was plus 94,000 for the correct score. The total odds combined, sorry, was plus 36.6 million was the uh, actual odds. Stop. Yeah. So plus wait, 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 wait. 36 plus 36 million? Yeah. So 94,000 was just, plus 94,000 was just the score. And then plus 400 for Giannis for score. But and the, then parlayed but, together. But parlayed together, the total odds here was plus 37.6 million. So there are a lot of things that are more likely to happen than this bet. Just saying. I can't believe that. No, I know. It's That's got to be up there with like, Lottery odds, dude. Oh yeah, I mean, plus th- you know, plus thirty-seven point six million. All right, one in thirty-six million. There's a lot of things that you could do. Yeah. All right, continue. So, um, you know, he just said I randomly decided to make some crazy bet. I seen the last bet slip. I didn't even look at the number for previous games between the teams to try and estimate uh, what each team would score. Then he decided that wasn't crazy enough, so he wanted to throw in Giannis' first basket. Later that night, he completely forgot about the bet since it was just five cents, and he was just messing around, um, didn't even watch the game, then he logged into his account and saw that he had 18800 bucks. Um, didn't believe it. So he called up a few buddies, and, and um, you know, lo and behold, uh, he was right. And so um, it was funny. Uh, he said when they reached out to all these media accounts, they quoted it as saying, this is the greatest basketball win 
they've ever seen. That's crazy, man. It might just be. I mean, I I can't believe I I almost didn't give him the credit he deserved. I said it was only plus 94. Plus 36 million. 37. Wow. But well, let's. But now let's roast him, huh? Yeah. Um, look, Nico. Well, actually, first and foremost, Nico, awesome. But I mean, all the credit in the world, Nico. But you couldn't have even put ten cents, <laughs> twenty-five cents, fifty cents, let alone a dollar. Two bucks. What if he? Well, let's do some quick math. If he'd put in a dollar, so that so what's eighteen thousand times twenty? That would be three hundred sixty something. Okay. Let alone. Wait, no. Like, I can do the exact math real quick in my head. Hold on. 108, what was it, 18,800? Yeah. 188000 times 2, it'd be 376,000. And even like if that. so, if and he. That was for what, a dollar? Yep. That's some crazy odds right there. Yeah. <laughs> a dollar. <laughs> and even if he had. So if, that means if he had put in a fiver, this guy's making like two mil. Imagine waking up in your account seeing two mil. I mean, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty. I mean, so it's we, a ridiculous bet. So we, yeah, so, so we really cannot. I'm not going to encourage yeah. anyone to put re- a significant amount of money on a bet like that. You know, we're not we're not pocket watching here. We're not we're not bet watching. But just to give the gravity of it all, because he put five was it five cents? Five cents. He only put a nickel on it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have been a, a dime, a quarter. Oh man! But like all the credit, in, all the credit in the world. That's like, the and you know he came to us first, yeah. so we we appreciate it, Nico. So you know I'm sure a healthy amount of that will be going towards good deeds, but but Nico keep uh, keep putting down crazy bets, man. Yeah, you, you never know. Maybe you'll strike lightning twice. That's crazy, man. I've I've heard some. We talked about some absurd parlays on on this sh- on this show before, but uh, you know, this takes the cake. I actually, to be honest, I don't actually think it's that crazy of a parlay. Like, I think crazy is the wrong word to use for it. It was unlikely, but the guy just guessed the score and first basket. It's not like he was like, oh, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. It's not like a th- some of these yeah. parlays you put, like, 30 right. things in. Right. Um, but cool. Um, one thing I do want to talk about that I just I noticed this well, in my... are you going to change the topic? I was. was Re- really quick on, on the bet. You know who is thanking their lucky stars? Whatever book... He oh, that he, only, that, yeah. that he only put a, they, a nickel in. They wiped the sweat off their brow and they said, "Thank God." They, this they guy had only that bet flagged in their cents. system, and it only said five cents. And they were like, "Crisis!" They popped crisis champagne. Crisis averted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were hooting and hollering yeah. right there. They, they looked at the odds and they're like, they just looked at their their bottom line. But that's insane, dude. I know. I was going to change a topic because I think now we're we're venturing into other territories. But it's funny. Um, like I said, we haven't done a pod in a bit, but I think. The last time I saw you, I saw you yesterday. But the last time I think I saw you before that was when we went to the Bruins. Yeah, which was an experience. Yeah, and I, I saw, I took notes during the game of just things I wanted to bring up. Okay, all um, right. These are just my observations. I'm not necessarily the biggest hockey fan. I enjoy it in person. We had great seats. This was your, this was both of our first time at an NHL game. Yeah, yeah. They were playing the uh, Ottawa Senators. I want to say they lost like four to three. They, yeah, they lost like by that. one goal. Yeah. We were right behind the Bruins bench. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, so really got up close and, and intimate. But um, the music. It was interesting. Intense. It was intense. Yeah. A lot of heavy rock. Right. A little bit of metal. Yep. Some some like deep, hard EDM. Right. Um certainly got the energy in the building. No, yeah. It's definitely a different vibe than a basketball game. So I just wanted to these are just my observations. No critique here, just what I witnessed. Um and then something else is obviously with hockey, there's these changing of shifts. These people are sitting down. 
Two seconds later, they're right into action. Yeah. And they're like skating on ice. Right. That must be murder on the hamstrings. I know. Um, so shout out to them. Uh, and then, you know, a little bit of a hostile environment, I would say. If you're, uh, you know, if you're uh, a ref or an away team, you know, the, the fans, I think it's the music. They really rile them up. They really let you have it. You know, they, ref, they, you suck. Yeah, dude. Like, the, the the people around us were were laying into them. I know. Um, and you know, obviously, uh, it's it's part of the game. But I don't know, I don't know if it's uh it's it's not as kid friendly. No, no. You, they, those kids are gonna hear some stuff. A lot of kids there though. They yeah. got thick skin. Um, the bench was real calm and cool when there were fights. You know, they yeah. Were, they, they, it's like <laughs> it is funny because there was one fight mm-hmm. that was happening right in front of the bench. Yep. Any other sport, the whole team gets involved, was, but in this, they just it was they let very, them go. It was very gentlemanly. Yeah. Um, and actually, that was my final observation. Gentleman sport. It really is. Yeah. Um, if I had to make one observation, it would be um, hockey families are weird. That's also true. Yeah, I think. But nice, friendly. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. But it, you know. Yeah. But. Yeah, it, it was honestly kind of hard to, to watch the puck from where we were. Yeah, I, I would actually have rather to have worse Maybe seats. Ten rows up. Yeah, yeah. And oh my god, remember we got we got two drinks. We got one drink each. Murderous. What was it thirty five? Thirty seven bucks? bucks. Yeah. What's what's going on? Here? I mean, low key, it actually they were bigger. Makes sense. They were bigger. They were they were two drinks each, but it's it's definitely a tough swipe. But I think maybe it saves you trips, and so actually it's probably a win win. You know. But. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. that was a cool experience, though. And then, speaking of TD Garden, I was fortunate enough to be at um, Game, game two. 2, Celtics Nets. One of my craziest experiences as a sports fan of my life. Uh, that game was too good. That was crazy, dude. I might try to... Uh, my dad My dad texts me. He's like, yeah, if they make the conference finals, we should go. But I almost think I'd rather watch them play the Bucks. Then, but then again, the Sixers and the Heat would be cool, but... The Bucks is going to be a good. I mean, dude, any series from the, any game from now on is going to be great. Right, right. The finals, though. Well, what they were saying actually is that that net series was so expensive that prices probably won't go up that much. Oh, like uh, moving forward. Yeah, yeah. Just because like that was such a hot ticket. Yeah. Um, cool. but um, let's move on to let's talk about our our boy Frankie Munez, huh? Yeah. So so Frankie Munez. For those of you who don't know. Yeah, Frankie Munez, uh, very well known for Malcolm in the Middle. Mm-hmm. And uh, Special Agent Cody Banks, my all-time favorite performance. And the sequel. And the sequel. Um, he's making a return to NASCAR. So in 2009, he drove in NASCAR for about five years. Um, but anyways, Frankie Muniz, he, he did a little NASCAR race. He little, did a little racing back in 2009 until he hurt his wrist pretty bad. But now he's, he's making his return. And so basically... He, so, he, so he did... Some sort of racing beforehand. Yeah, and now, now he's, he's looking to get into NASCAR. Now he's getting into NASCAR, right. um, and I read into it a little bit more. He's basically able to get on a team because of like the sponsorship value he brings. Right. So he's effectively whatever team he goes to, he's going to be like saving them in a way because mm-hmm. he. It's estimated that he can bring in like twenty million in sponsorship revenue. Jeez. I so mean, it's, it's pretty cool, though. You know what's funny is, um, and I ended up debunking this, but I could have sworn I saw something that said like he didn't remember. That any of the time when Malcolm in the middle, I looked into it today. It turns out that's false. But for the longest time, I was like, "Damn, so strange." He's kind of old now, man. Yeah, I mean, Frankie, great television. He was by a, the way. a childhood star. Yeah, um, but that's how it's. It's always funny when like celebrities do this. I feel like it never goes well. Oh, and they try to make this career pivot. Yeah, I mean, he's he's done it before though. You know. Yeah, for all I know, he could have been 
a, a racing prodigy growing up, and he just happened to be better at acting, and now right. he's going back to his roots. Right. But speaking speaking of racing, man, the uh, Miami Grand Prix it's coming, coming up. up on us. That came up quick. When is next? Two weeks. This, next it's week? this coming weekend. Oh, not not this yeah, this yeah, weekend, but yeah, it's the yeah, next weekend. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that should be fun. They built an artificial moat. Not an art, a moat. It's like a, they built an artificial yacht club. Oh, I, I thought you were gonna keep going. Um, but no, it's just like a, it's just like a fake pond yeah, with yeah. some boats. I mean, that's a luxurious way to watch the race. Is all I can say. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was gonna be like in downtown Miami, but it's just like around Hard Rock Stadium. Still cool, obviously. Oh, yeah. But um, that's gonna be some event, huh? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's on the calendar for for some point in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of Miami, though, let's talk this Miami NIL player. Yeah, what's what's up with or that? The Miami he's, guy in, in NIL. He's getting greedy. Yeah, so basically, um, load this up. Yeah, so Miami guard Isaiah Wong uh, told the team that he's going to enter the transfer pool today. Today's Friday. Um, well, this this was reported yesterday, but apparently he told the team he's going to enter the transfer portal today if his NIL compensation isn't increased. Um, and his agent said, if Isaiah and his family don't feel that the NIL numbers meet their expectations, they will be entering the transfer portal tomorrow. Because um, basically what's happening is billionaire John Ruiz funds NIL deals for 111 uh, hurricane athletes. Um, and I guess in response to this, he texted ESPN and said, if that is what he decides, I wish him well. However, in all caps, I do not renegotiate. Is there any detail about what the current deal is? No, no, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I imagine I mean, it's... So I know their quarterback was making like a million. Well, actually, breaking news, as of 45 minutes ago, he's going back and he's keeping his deal. So he, he backed up. Wow, yep. fraud. Yep, so the, uh, John Ruiz told Wong uh, that he's going to help him find other NIL opportunities with some Well, dude, companies. I think it's just like... Apparently, this is all going because they made the Elite Eight last, yeah. like this past March Madness, and that's the farthest they've ever right. gone. So now he thinks he has leverage. Well, all these mid major players, I mean, not that uh, Miami's mid major by all means, but this NIL stuff and this freedom of movement, which I'm a fan of, um, now people are moving left and right. They're, they're taking their past success and the, they're trying to dude, leapfrog. The, these poor coaches, man. It's, it's a whole new game. It's, it's like you can't even – you're lucky if you keep a guy for, for two, it, two, three I, years. I bet those bonds are that much deeper, though, you know? Yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I don't know. I don't really – I think it's kind of bogus. Like, yes and no. I think I a coach think, a coach can go to a different school next year and no repercussions. Yeah, I think I think this whole NIL thing will will cool off. Oh, it's already it, I think it cooled off months ago. The fact that he's like leveraging NIL money is like a little weird to me. But nothing like he, yeah, he, I, mean, he, I guess he's fully entitled to do it. No, of of course. But at the end of the day, his bluff was called. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. So it didn't really. I mean, I guess. Uh, I wonder. I'm just curious how much money he was already making. Um, Probably way less than the quarterback. Here's my thing. I don't think that's a guy who's going to the league. No, no. I mean, but then again, like, let's. I mean, we made zero dollars and zero cents in college, besides like other things. But I mean, if he can walk out of there with like hundred grand, I mean, who cares? You don't great. go to the league. Even, yeah. I mean, you're probably good enough to go play in a foreign country, Europe, or something least. like that. Yeah. Even D three players are good enough to go play yeah, in no, like 100%, yeah, 100%. wherever. 
Um, all right, so we'll keep it with. Well, I guess let's go to baseball, huh? How much? How much more you got on that agenda? A couple things. Right. We're wrapping up yeah. soon. Um, but let's talk about the Oakland A's and their miserable ballpark. And uh, an infestation. Yeah, so the Oakland A's, they play in the Coliseum, and they, they badly need a, a new stadium because their current stadium attendance is not only at an all-time low. but What is they, it? What's all-time low for them? I don't know. Well, but what, do you know how much they, they it might seat, approximate? Capacity? Yeah. It's like over 50,000. Oh. And they're doing like less than 10. Oh. Less than five, I think. Whoa. But attendance is so low and like there's it's so poorly staffed and so poorly maintained that they now have a small colony of cats. Thirty to forty cats are just living in that stadium and they like roam around during games. Is that what a group of cats is called? The colony? I guess when it's that big, yeah. I can't even imagine. It's like uh, when I when I think of many cats, I think of maybe an alleyway. But well, now it's an arena. Thirty to forty cats—that's that's not a family. That that's a colony. Well, you know, shout out to nature really reclaiming um, its own land. You know. Yeah. Um, but somebody somebody get the A's a new stadium, please. They're already spending the least on their team. At least give the fans a nice place to go watch the games. It really builds character, though, because you know I'm sure one day you know I, I'm going to speak it into existence. The Oakland A's will fill up that stadium at some point in the future. They just gotta get. They gotta get back to their glory days. Yep. Um, but other MLB news: there might be an MLB expansion team into Nashville. Going there uh, at the end of June. Oh yeah, you, you were saying that. Yep. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, fun. But basically, um, a group led by Dave Stewart is trying to get to, together um, two billion dollars to create the first majority minority owned MLB team in history, and it's gonna be down in Nashville. So, Dave Stewart, former former MLB. Pro, might be a Hall of Famer, not sure. Eddie George, former Titan legend. Um, Darius Rucker. Uh, country just, star. Yeah, <laughs> country star. Um, some other notables. Justin Timberlake is a part of it. He's just like a Nashville yeah. guy. Um, That's pretty cool. But yeah, Nashville. I say go for it. Nashville's a cool city. They, they, deserve, they deserve a sports it's, team. Do they have a sports team? Are the Titans near the there? Titans, yeah. I mean, I, I would almost go as far as to say that Nashville is a uh, top two cool city in this side of the country. It is. It really is. Yeah. It's it's down there. I'd rather go there than pretty much elsewhere in the south, well, except for like Miami, maybe. Yeah, it's like warm. Uh, warm enough. Nightlife. It's very small. I've heard everything's in the same spot, yeah, so it's nice to go. Presumably friendly people. It's cheap, right? Um, but also talking about a, a way going away from the MLB really quick. AJ Brown. If we're talking about Tennessee. Welcome to o- Philly. Over the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, they, they didn't. They they drafted another. Uh, they drafted a receiver, I believe. Maybe, maybe not. I could, oh, no, not a receiver. Um, Jordan Davis. Uh, the yeah. big, big fella. From, Eagles uh, making Jordan. moves, though. Yeah. Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown duo. Yeah. That's pretty nice. Um, what else we got on here? We'll wrap up shortly. But, oh, Mark Wahlberg selling his Los Angeles home. Uh, it has a five-hole golf course in it, aside from the massive mansion. He's selling for $87.5 million. Sounds pricey. I wonder why he's selling it. Because of, he's gonna get eighty-seven and a half million. Well, yeah, I guess. But you know, it's like you, you, here's my thing: when people sell those homes, like he clearly put so much time and effort into crafting this beautiful home that he's lived in for so many years, and now you're just gonna sell it. Sometimes you downsizing. Downsize, yeah. He's he's in this weird movie, or he invested in this really weird company. Apparently, he's very religious. Something I didn't know, but I got an Instagram ad for. He's clearly an investor and very much involved in this company. Around like. Uh, enabling people to to pray, 
It's a movie about letting people pray? No, it's a company. It's a mobile app. Oh, it's like that a... To pray more. Well, actually, religious tech, um, whole aside, but it actually is like a booming industry. No, apparently, yeah. Mark Wahlberg, yeah. very, very much involved in this yeah. company. Um, but yeah. Well, speaking of tech, quick rant. Um, Snap, the company who owns Snapchat uh, and the, the goggles or whatever they're Snap called. Snap Inc. Um, they stole my idea. Uh-oh. They stole my idea, and, and obviously... Uh, you know, I'm going to presume that they weren't aware that they stole my idea, but this is something that I had in my list of we'll, ideas. We'll send them a cease and desist, and we'll yep. send them a screenshot of your, your notes list. And I'll, I'll show the edit history so they know it's no BS. And surely this could have been in the works for a long time, and, and by no means did I invent the concept. But basically, they're coming out with this small dr- pocket-sized drone called the Pixie um, that basically follows you around and takes pictures or videos or whatever, and it saves right to your Snap memories. Pretty cool. But I do just want it to be known on the record that I first came up with that idea. Because think about it. You're traveling. You're on a hike. And, like, the photo... I mean, you ever see a movie? Yes, obviously. You've seen a movie. It's and like, like having a movie of yourself. Yeah, it's like having, like, a nice shot of yourself. And, like, uh, I'm not a selfie guy. Maybe in my past life I would take selfies. Or if you and I are out, maybe we'll have somebody snap a photograph of us. Yep. But imagine the candid photos that we could have. Yeah, if there was just a stupid robot following us around. Yeah, or uh, it'd be cool to have it like sporting events. You see your reactions. You bring it to a, an event. Like imagine if we had that a formal. All things I had under the idea. All the things you you wish you could have captured. Yep. So candidly, it's retailing for I think like two hundred something bucks. Not even that bad. No, but I guess they said it's not like really a thing. It's a limited release. So I will attempt. I think I'll try it's, to get it's one. Probably firmly in beta. I, yeah, I think they're they're testing the waters there, but um, just just for competitive research reasons, I think I might have to get one. Yeah, you know, you you gotta see yeah. uh, how get, they compare to I, your, I your see idea. What the, the hoopla is all about. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, all right, is all that right. pretty much yeah. it? Yeah, we'll, we'll be back in our regular cadence. Yeah, now, we'll we'll get know? back on yeah. it, and with with nicer clothes. Nicer clothes, yep. uh, fuller pockets, better yep. morale. It's getting warm out. Maybe we'll spend a weekend figuring out the wire management. Yeah, thing. well, because people actually roast us about that yeah. frequently. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm getting, I'm the, I get the brunt of it. Yeah, my side's, my side's nice yeah. and tidy. I got the candle. Yeah. They, they think I'm, they think I'm classy. Um, but all right, yeah. have a good weekend, everybody. Yep. Yep.